Menopause Moment, Brief Conversations, Deep Knowledge. The number one show for women coping with perimenopause and menopause because no woman should go through menopause alone. Hi, ladies. I'm Susan Barantini Mo. Welcome to Menopause Moment. This episode is sponsored by Medterra, our CBD, your health. Okay, today I'm live on Facebook and I'm talking about bloating in perimenopause and menopause. Boo, bloating, it's the worst. So today we're gonna talk about what it is, why it happens, and as always, we'll come up with some solutions. So before I get into our subject for today, be sure and check with your doctor before taking medical advice from the internet. I'm not a doctor, I'm just a woman in perimenopause who refuses to be sidelined or inconvenienced by it, and these are the answers that I've found for myself and that I have copiously researched to find answers for you. But before you take any advice from me or anyone else online, check with your doctor. Okay, bloating, dun dun dun. <laughs> what is it? Okay, bloating is when your abdomen gets bigger. It's swollen, you have a belly. It can feel like you're very full. It can feel kind of tight in there and you can also have a temporary weight gain when you're bloated. Now, bloating can happen from either water retention or gas retention. I can't believe I'm talking about this. <laughs> you know, it's funny, when I started this show, I never thought, it didn't occur to me, the things that I would be covering. And this is also gonna be true on Thursday. We'll be talking about a fairly intimate topic. So I'm, I'm getting comfortable talking about these things now. So we, you know, back to bloating, I'm not talking about my issues. I think we always get the notion that bloating is from water, but it can also be from retaining gas. And so, that can be another issue. So why does this happen? Well, as always, we're looking at a change due to fluctuating hormones, right? So for example, bloating is partly related to estrogen for many reasons, including that estrogen is related to the production of bile. Bile helps with digestion, and as we lose estrogen, we don't send enough signals to our liver to keep making bile, so we produce less, and that can create bloating. So that's a part of it. The other part is progesterone. It's a natural diuretic. So as we begin our decline in progesterone, we experience more bloating because the water's not getting sent out of our system. So that's a couple of reasons. There's another reason. There are some changes that can happen in your gastrointestinal tract in perimenopause and menopause. A lot of women don't know that. A lot of women don't know that your, your gastrointestinal system can change during perimenopause and menopause. And that can happen partly due to the stress involved in menopause, but also as your hormones change and fluctuate, and you also may have some food cravings and an increase in, an increase in appetite. So your diet may change. You may find yourself eating bigger meals. You may find yourself eating more frequently. You may find yourself craving certain foods, and that can result in some changes in your digestive system as well as increasing gas and water retention. And again, don't forget, stress can lead to increased cortisol levels in your system and digestive problems as well, and that can lead to bloating too. So, all right, we're gonna take a short break. I'm gonna read a word from our sponsor, and then we're gonna talk about some solutions to bloating. For many women, menopause comes with hot flashes and night sweats, and they can be brutal. Mine kept me awake all night, so I was tired and cranky all day long. I tried all kinds of supplements and CBD oils, but nothing put a dent in my hot flashes. 
Then I started using Medterra CBD oil and my hot flashes and night sweats improved by about 80%, reducing the severity and frequency. So I wake up less often and I get a lot more sleep. Just a little dropper under my tongue in the morning and another one at night and my hot flashes decreased about, about 80%. And unlike many of the CBD oils that I've tried, there's almost no taste to Medterra CBD oil, which makes it much easier to take. Get your CBD oil at MedterraCBD.com today and use the promo code MENOPAUSEMOMENT for 10% off your order. Okay, so as I said before, there's water retention and gas retention, and it can be very difficult to know which one is the problem. Gas bloating can be helped by avoiding carbonated beverages, slowing down at mealtimes, taking your time, eating mindfully, and also eating smaller meals. A lot of people also don't know that chewing gum can make you swallow air, so avoiding gum can help as well. Now, I think it's very useful to keep a food journal, which helps you pay attention to which foods seem to cause gas and bloating. And that way you can make small adjustments to your diet. And you might also want to keep an eye on how much salt or sodium you're taking in. This can have a huge impact on your water retention and swelling. And in general, just know that processed foods have a lot of sodium, more than you could ever imagine. Processed foods have a ton of sodium. So reducing processed foods in your diet can make a very big difference. Now, water retention itself can also happen in the hands and feet. So if you have trouble getting your rings on and off, for example, or you notice that your socks leave impressions on your feet or it's harder to get your shoes on and off, that can be very frustrating and that can be a sign that you have a problem with water retention. So here are a few things that you can do to help overall with that water retention. Staying hydrated. You might think, if I'm retaining water, I don't want to drink water. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Staying hydrated is important because water helps your gastrointestinal tract to move slow, smoothly. So don't not drink water because you're bloated. You want to actually continue consuming water and making sure you're hydrated. Exercise helps keep food moving, also helps you sweat, which means you're getting rid of at least some of that water. And it's also helpful with stress and anything that you can do to reduce stress is a good thing, as I'm always telling you. Now, probiotics can help your digestive system, but that's kind of a topic in and of itself, I think. In general, there are some really bad products out there. Yogurt, for example, typically has probiotics in it, but a lot of yogurts have tons of sugar, and I have some questions about whether dairy is really that good for you. I have questions about that. Uh, we need to maybe bring in an expert on probiotics, I'm thinking, so we'll, we'll work on that for the future. But in general, a really good probiotic can help your digestive system. You can also take water pills or diuretics, but you all know I'm very reluctant to recommend turning to medication because I do think we turn to medication too quickly sometimes, and I think the first place to look is your diet and the lifestyle changes that you can make that will really help you to, to be healthier. So I, I started cutting out processed foods and a lot of my bloating went away. I generally think that's the best place to start. And I know, I know I'm always preaching about Whole30, but I mean, it is transformative. And as an example, over this past weekend, we celebrated my birthday. And we had a little gathering of some friends and that gathering included pizza and I made a vegan and allergen friendly 
cake for not not friendly to allergens, allergen free cake <laughs> to uh, that we ate at the party. There was a lot of sugar in the cake. There was a lot of uh, obviously carbs in the pizza. A lot of cheese, and then that evening I also I I had a Mike's hard lemonade. It was tasty, <laughs> but you guys know I don't typically consume alcohol. I don't typically consume a lot of processed foods. And so it was really interesting as an experiment because I got to see what happens to me when I put those foods back in my diet. I was sluggish, I was tired, I had tons of hot flashes. So what I realized is that cleaning up my diet made a huge difference in terms of how I feel. And so in general, I think we underestimate the, the change that lifestyle can have. And I am the first person to tell you that I had an addiction to food, like it's very unlikely that I can be in a room with someone eating chocolate or cake or pizza or chips or, well, anything, and except salad, I suppose, that I wouldn't want that food. But when, I, when I'm on Whole30, those cravings and that interest kind of goes away. I don't have an unhealthy relationship with food, as long as I stay away from the processed foods and I'm on Whole30. So I'm slowly looking at what I can add in, what works for me. but in general, avoiding, whole, avoiding processed foods seems to really help, not just with the way I feel and the level of energy I have, but also in the level of swelling. There are some days when I, I couldn't wear my rings, and like I couldn't wear my wedding ring. Like that, who, who wants that? Who wants to go through that? So now I can wear my wedding rings every day. I can, um, I have energy every day. I feel better. I'm not sluggish. I don't have that 2 p.m. slump. You know, all of those things are so important. So I think, in general, I, I, my feeling is why take medication, which has usually side effects, and and involve myself in that when I actually can make changes on my own that has zero side effects or only good side effects. So that's my feeling about it. That's my my personal take is I just would rather change my diet and I would rather implement some lifestyle changes if I can. Now, you know that I'm a big fan of supplements where it's important and, and where it's useful, but in general, I, I just, you can take water pills or diuretic to reduce your water retention, but if you can change your lifestyle, that's probably better, and, you know, that's what I think. Now, note that there are some medications that can lead to bloating and some medical conditions as well. So do check with your doctor to find out if your medications are part of the problem or if you might be suffering from a medical condition that could cause bloating. Bloating is, however, super common in perimenopause and menopause, and so is weight gain. But bloating will usually resolve itself pretty quickly, so if you're finding that you are bloated and you are uncomfortable, not that you've gained weight, but that you just feel bloated, that, that full feeling that is uncomfortable, you have the swelling and it's tight, and it, uh, the bloating. Um, if you are having that problem and it's going on for several weeks, See your doctor and make sure you're okay, but don't forget that, that there is also weight gain in menopause and perimenopause. Our metabolisms are slowing down. There's a show on that that I did a couple of weeks ago, and so it's, it's difficult sometimes to tell the difference, but, but check on that. See what you think. See if you might have that, um, and then the last thing I'm going to tell you is there's hope. Bloating happens less frequently as you head to the close of your transition. So your body begins to get re-regulated and adjust to the new hormonal levels. So don't despair. 
I'm going to say it. There's hope for your bloat. <laughs> All right, that's it for today. Thanks for watching. Flash on.